Welcome to She Gets It Podcast. These are my thighs. You at the right place, my place. This show, She Gets It Podcast. Let's go. Make your way back to the show. What's the one say? all right back to the show welcome to she gets it podcast i run my mouth about damn near everything um so my topics are going to vary do i have a day where i post and i don't post no i do not i post whenever i feel like that shit needs to be posted up um so I hope you scroll through and you find like a topic you want to hear about or discuss or you are curious about. And I hope you have some fun. Uh, please uh, subscribe if you're if you like if you're interested. And please leave your comments on Apple Podcast app or on Google or on Spotify. And you could always email me, and my IG is she gets it pod. And let's get into today's episode. Bye. Um, tonight's episode is mm, various things, but it's more discussing a combo I had with my mom today while I was driving, and it let her know that I've been peeping things since I was yay high like a child like I never I've never forgotten and um it puts in perspective a lot of things that I am now as an adult as a mother that um she's still learning so uh this morning I had like a crazy accident my first accident ever at 32 um, and basically this car, you t- turned into my car and I went into oncoming traffic and by the grace of God, I have no bruises. I'm walking, I'm talking and I could come home to my kids and it was just crazy. So I, <clears throat> I initially called my mom, she's in West Palm beach and just to tell her about it. And after it i was like you know what i'm realizing i said i don't have a will set up and if i went today who would get the girls so right now my youngest her dad doesn't have any rights or say so and he has no custody no visitation none of that and then my oldest who's five her dad doesn't that if that makes sense like he's not responsible enough to where I would be comfortable leaving her to live with him and have a peace of mind he's still trying to figure out life and you know walking around earth as a dark-skinned male with no ID type of figuring out life like sir how um still battling with his own uh time to grow to understand that now you sir you have to adult and i'm just like i don't have no will i don't have like any beneficiary documents set up for them except like my accounts and there's no plan in place and i'm just out here single mom in it 
thinking like I got time. Like th- I think that's the worst thing that brown people and minorities think um, is that we got time. <laughs> you really don't. And um, that's what really be having people hemmed up at funerals, hemmed up when people are in the hospital and can't respond. And I'm going to work on getting this will done. I'm going to work on um, who's going to be the next of Ken. I'm going to, you know, do my due diligence and get that done because I do want them to be in a household where they're loved and taken care of and not um, treated like, oh, and them too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want them to feel like, all right, my mom is not here, but I'm comfortable here. And I feel like these people want me here and I'm happy with the people I have in my life. Like, I'm, I'm going to be okay. I want them to feel like they're going to be okay. So we talked about that. And she agreed with me, like, I need to set up a will. Um, We talked about, like, how I grew up where um, her and my father were married. And even while they were married, I remember my mother living a lifestyle as if she was still a single mom. Like, my dad, you know, kept, you know, the lights on, kept the water on. Um, We had the house. We were never, you know, with the eviction notice on no house like you know we were good in Philly in that way but she was explaining to me like you know as far as going to the doctors she would have to um take the septa take the trolley um take the train and walk to appointments she would have to um pick us up from school sometimes go see her family um off of Springfield or um, near 52nd Street and then rush home before, uh, you know, 7 o'clock because that's where my dad got home every weekday is at 7 o'clock and he would expect food to be ready, um, you know, everything, everybody to be set up and settled in the house. And she lived in this bubble and she was telling me how when they would go to the grocery store, this I didn't know. He would, they would like pick up groceries and stuff and she would get to the line and my dad would walk out the store and she would basically have to front the groceries by herself. I didn't know that. So just hearing this and I'm just like, mom, like, why did you, like, why did you put up with that? Why were you accepting that? And and she said, you know, I just wanted to make sure you guys had a home. I wanted to make sure that um, I was there to take care of you, which I was. My mom uh, never, like, had to go to an office to work or leave the house to work. She babysat kids at home. She did upholstery for clients. She made um, hats for the church ladies, some bomb hats. She um, created wedding dresses for clients. She did alterations all from the house. You know what I'm saying? She made sure she had some joy in bringing in some sort of income for her kids, despite what my father wasn't doing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, Mom, if, if, I, if I said to a certain individual right now, Yes, let's go get married. They would hop to chop chop on it. You know what I'm saying? And I told her, I said, but 
I don't want to settle for a just okay marriage for the sake of being married. I want to be like in love with the person I'm married to. I want the person I'm married to to respect me. I want the person I'm married to to understand me, to be able to share my silence, to understand that my stubbornness is not coming from a place of, oh, I'm I'm just being stubborn for the fake of being stubborn. No, my stubbornness is coming from a place of, yes, I grew up um, as the youngest of four boys for my mom um but and I'm the only girl for my mom but at the same time my mom was in a disciplinarian and I didn't grow up in a house with both my parents the whole time I grew up I only lived with both my parents up until I was eight but I knew there was a fine line between what my mom did and what my dad did and I feel like in a marriage it shouldn't be no line in between your dad should be able to do the things that your mom does. Your mom should be able to do the things that your dad does. The respect has to be even. And I remember seeing things only my mom did. And I remember seeing things only my dad did. And I don't, I don't want that in the marriage. And I told her, I said, I don't want that. And I don't want to, you know, fulfill uh, a man's kind of, sort of wife dream. You know what I'm saying? If I'm going to be married to a man, I want, you know, him to feel like I don't have nothing, you know, to complain about. I love you as is. Like, let's go ahead and build together. I'm good with it. I understand that. I know your personality is different, but I want to work with it. I want to build with that. But I, if I know, like, there, there are, you know, moments and a personality clash that we will have that you will not be able to digest i'm not going to marry you for the benefits of some of what comes with a marriage and i think a lot of people and i discussed this with my mom i said i think a lot of people right now are married for the benefits of what comes with quote-unquote being married i don't think a lot of people are in a marriage right now um i'm not saying everybody I'm saying most people, I don't think they're in a marriage right now because they respect a person, they love a person, they're down for whatever happens, I'm here no matter what. I don't think that's it. I think they're picking and choosing where this marriage benefits them and where there are holes where it doesn't, where they are not fulfilled. They fill it with outside things. It could be something they're addicted to. It could be um, traveling more so they don't have to be around the person that much and disguising it as work. It could be having um, outside relationships and, um, you know, immersing themselves into their work at a level of, sir, you're never here. Ma'am, you're never here. Like, yes, I'm married on documentation, but I don't feel married in my heart. I don't feel connected to this person that, you know, lives in my house. I don't feel a um, intensity or a uh, a covenant, like people say, with this person that's sleeping in my bed. I just feel very like, that's your side, this my side. You got the um, the mortgage, I got these bills. 
you got the groceries, I got the cars. Like, it's very that. And I don't want that. I mean, I want everything. I don't want to pick and choose parts of what's good about being married and the other parts that I can't agree on with the next person or I don't uh, um, believe is needed and the other person believe is needed. I don't want to fake like I agree with them for the sake of quote unquote being in this marriage. I want to be completely, truly happy. I want this person to walk into the house and my heart still like pump for them. I want to be excited with this person that I'm with. I want to constantly learn a next level about the person I'm married to. And I, I was telling my mom this and my mom was like, I understand. I understand what you're coming from. I think, yes, you are stubborn, but I think you get your stubbornness from me. And my mom's stubbornness was never allowing herself to be comfortable knowing that a quote-unquote man had it. Yes, my dad had money. My dad had property. My dad owned a business. Um, My dad came to Jamaica with $100 and made, you know, built his life off of that and took great pride in it. And yes, but he still had some funky ways about himself, you know, and their personalities clashed because my dad was very like, you know, this is my shit. And my mom was like, I got my shit too, but I can help this person with this. And I'm opening to doing this and I'm welcoming to people in my home. And my dad was like, mm, I don't really want nobody here. Don't have nobody in my house. Like everything, even though they were married, it was my house. It was my car. It was my shit. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like when you're married, if we're building together, if we're creating bonds, if we have children, this is a our situation, not a my. And I'm just like, mom, like, I can't be nobody sometimes. She makes me happy. You know what I'm saying? And if if any man does not understand who I am completely as a woman, as a mother, as a creative, and they don't feel like they can handle that they don't feel like they can build with that i said jennifer i'm just gonna have to be alone until i'm old and gray (laughs) and i'm not saying i don't think that person is out there i just feel like maybe um maybe people i'm meeting are some of those good things that I like and some of those good things that I need. And then the stuff that really is going to... this release. <laughs> really? The stuff that's really going to, you know, make a marriage stick and help a marriage survive. I don't know times. I don't think that's there. I don't think... I don't think... I've met a man confident enough to be up for the challenge of what comes with me that may possibly be a con as of right now. Because my stubbornness, yes, it's stubborn, but it's a comfort stubborn. It's a, I'm so used to being it and being the 
person I, I have to depend on to get things done that is hard for me it's hard for me to let go of the um the controller <clears throat> or of my life or the uh the space for someone else to catch shit in my life so i just be like mm, can you show me various examples of me being able to trust you can you show me various examples of me being able to depend on you so i can kind of ease back or back up a little bit from the controller of my life which is me where, where i'm standing and that's what i need and a lot of people don't get that and i feel like i could talk and i can explain myself so i'm blue in the face and it's like you either get me or you don't get me and I'm not saying I'm not going to change. I'm just saying I need reassurance. I need um, I need examples. I need your efforts. I need your time. I need you physically to be in my life for me to be like, hmm, okay, you can hold all this weight. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying I'm not going to pick up some of your weight. When I say weight, I'm talking like the things that come with your world. I'm willing to, but I don't want a relationship or a marriage to feel one-sided. I don't want someone to be like, oh, I'm the man. Don't worry about it. I got it. You know what I'm saying? I want this to be a even balanced thing. And my mom was like, I get that. And I was, she was like, I was thinking the other day, if something ever happened to you, um, I know Richie would fight me for Anya. And I'm just like, mm, I don't think he would fight you for Anya. I think he would, he would, you know, want Anya to be with you until, you know, you just couldn't handle or manage Anya. And, um, because Lord knows we can't leave Anya with her father. And then we started talking about Anya's father. How, you know, he really doesn't get that. You know, he has to grow up like yesterday. How, you know, he's like 16K and like back child support. And, you know, he got other kids. And I'm just like, oh, like I don't know what it's going to take for him to understand that. You got to put you in the best situation for the sake of the fact that you have other you have a future walking this earth right now and you're struggling to get yourself in check while you have lives out here that want you in it that depend on you and you know the fact that he started school and didn't finish that's a problem the fact that um He's hustling still and not finding a job that's consistent with benefits or a career that he could build on and save and provide for himself. The fact that, you know, he's out here scattered without a concrete plan still. And our kid is almost six. And I'm just like, like, what is it going to take? Like, this this guy went to Puerto Rico with no ID and got stuck. I'm just like, sir, how did you get there? So, it's, it's we talked about that. 
um, we talked about, you know, the struggle that it is to be me as a single mom, you know, having to get up at like 5.30, get two kids ready, get myself ready, drop one off at school, drop the other one off at camp. But at camp, aka daycare, um, kids can only be there legally for only 10 hours. No more. So if you think about that, if I go to work at, if I have to be at work at 8 and I get off at Five o'clock, you got eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, one, two, three, four. I would logically have to get off at four o'clock on the dot in order to if if her daycare is in or her camp is in a um hour's reach to get there by five to get her. So I, it's already putting me in a box where I can't work a job that's requiring me to, one, be there at 8 o'clock on the dot because I'll have to drop her off at 8 o'clock, you know what I'm saying? And then make sure I get off before those 10 hours in order to get her at that 10th, once that 10th hour starts and get her sister and make sure that job that I'm working for that time is providing me shelter, providing me um, money to buy food, clothes, um, pay insurance, pay uh, school loans, pay um, all, all the expenses of adult living with kids within those hours. And this is why like, I tell my mom, like, I have to figure out what I'm doing e-commerce wise. I have to figure out what I'm doing, you know, media wise. I have to figure out what I want to do with, you know, these shows I put time into. I have to figure out how to make my life work for my girls and myself. And I can't say I got to make my life work for me and the possibility of another person because I don't know what comes with another person that's not here. So it's kind of like, yes, I I would love to be like open to getting to know someone to, um, you know, possibly letting someone be in my life and uh, leading, quote unquote, and me not being so stubborn, but Like, look at the life I'm living. I'm it. I'm it 24-7. I haven't been well-rested in years because when you're a mom, all your energy and all your time and even when you know you dropped your kids off and they're safe at school, possibly, you live in America, they might not be, or at daycare, your mind is still going like, oh my God, what could possibly happen? Oh my God, please don't have their school call me. And you, you're you always thinking about your kids. You see a kid in the store, you're thinking about your kid. You hear somebody ask, call for mommy, uh, your antennas is up. When I'm asleep at home, I'm napping. My ears don't turn off. I don't sleep hard anymore. 
I get joy out of hearing my kids snore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't wait to not have to be, quote-unquote, it anymore. I can't wait to meet someone, um, adore someone, respect someone, uh, be able to love someone unconditionally and feel and feel that back and give that back and be able to be like okay I trust you to do this can you please help me with this take that load off Ooh, okay thank you for doing x y and z um you didn't have to but I appreciate it Ooh, take that load off um oh I know this was coming up he remembered this was coming up. Um, I went ahead and he said, might say, I went ahead and I took care of it. Mm, take that load off. And I should be able to do that for him. Like, that's a balanced marriage. That's a balanced companionship. That's a partner. A partner is not somebody taking 75% of the shit and you over here chilling. That's not a partnership. That's uneven, and everybody gets tired. Everybody gets exhausted. Everybody has something they want to vent about. Everybody has room to improve. I feel like I do have things I need to improve, but the only way I improve on the things that I'm not so great at is when I have good examples of being able to trust, and I have that time being shared to acknowledge and... um, really accept you know the time I'm willing to give to you know an area that needs to be worked on and I don't feel like I'm asking for too much and my mom was like she was like that's okay she was like I understand if if it's gonna take you a little bit longer to find that person or if you don't you just gotta make sure you doing what's working for you and those girls period and I said I completely agree and um we were talking about how you know systems now are not made for people who are independently quote-unquote it as parents like it's impossible to be two places at one time it's impossible to work a quote-unquote good job with a good paying amount of money and them understand that you have kids. I was working um, for a Fortune 500 company for almost five years. Almost reached my pension, but um, I couldn't because of the circumstances. And they basically wanted me to choose between being a mother at a time where my family, um, my family balance was shifting due to a whole domestic situation and working a job that they will replace me in a heartbeat. And I said, you must be, you must be crazy. Cash me out. (laughs) Like I'm out. Like I'm never, you will never ever catch me put in a job in front of my kids, putting a job in front of being a mother to my kids 
don't ever ask me to choose. You know what I'm saying? And Georgia is just one of those states where they don't recognize any um, family domestic situation as a um, a reason for absent leave. Um, maybe like family death, maybe like um, maternity leave, um, but they don't recognize that. And I was just like, shoot, it's 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 crazy that you know you put all your time and your thoughts into a job for so long and you have relationships with um, managers and people there that's good people that you work with that become family over time but then you always have to make sure that you're not leaving yourself out of the loop of benefits like who's really benefiting off of me being in this office that company my kids are not benefiting at the end of the day completely from me maybe financially but I'm not if I'm not there physically if I can't make sure the person that's watching them throughout the day is doing everything they're supposed to do and safe and I can't pay them correctly then I'm not I'm not winning out here so I explained to her like yes I know I need to be working a job that pays me well that also understands that I have kids that also understands that I'm a single mom and the reality is a lot of jobs don't give a fuck about that shit a lot of jobs don't care about um you being it and you being the only one being it and daycares she was talking about how you know when Ari um get sick or kids get sick at daycare they should have like a quarantine room for the kids that are sick that have similar symptoms i said mom these people out here don't care about that daycares get paid whether you take your kid there or not as long as they're enrolled every week they're expecting pay if your child been out of school or daycare for a week they're expecting payment they don't care they don't give no they mm-mm pay me oh oh like one time they called me it was like oh aria took um uh three number twos back to back i think she has a virus you have to come get her i had to drive all the way from atlanta to come damn near to my house to pick up aria only to find out that aria just wanted to take her shits you know what i'm saying she you know aria takes her shits in the morning like her daddy like, they take their shits in the morning. And after she took her three shits throughout the day, she was fine. So I had to take her to the doctor because I needed now a note to get out of work. I had to take her to the doctor after I just dropped her off. Um, then them give me like a probiotic just in case it's like some type of virus that's going on there. Which is another thing that pisses me off. Why the hell do y'all tell parents about a virus that's possibly going around when you think the child has now symptoms tell parents before a child may get symptoms so that that parent can have the choice if they want to send that child to that daycare or camp or not with that being a possibility don't tell them after a child gets it that's dumb but i think because they're already set up to get their money they don't care about uh, doing things in that manner. That's not a consideration that they're thinking about. And that's how the system is set up. So I'm just like, 
See, mom, I said when you had us and we were young, you were in a place and in a position to go ahead and balance it out. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I remember my mom staying up with us real late doing projects in the kitchen. I remember her doing homework with us. I remember her always cooking three meals. I remember her going to the fish market. I remember her walking and walking and walking and walking and walking. I remember holding her hand and thinking like, damn, how she do it? Mind you, my mom been taking like 13 pills a day since she's been nine years old. Like doctors literally told my grandmother that my mom would not make it past one years old. My mama is 66. Okay? Five whole kids later. Big ass head kids later. And she's still here. And, you know, just to be able to have this discussion with her where she understands why I take the routes that I take. Why I'm very, like, skeptical about people. Why I'm not really forgiving when people do spiteful shit. Like, all of that, she's now understanding, oh, this is why you move the way that you move. And then we were sharing a joke about, she. my mom texted me yesterday and she was like, do you remember the password for my phone? Ma'am, do you understand that I work corporate jobs? I work retail jobs. I have computers. I have iPads. I have iPhones. I have passwords upon passwords upon passwords. You really want me to remember the password for your phone? I said, no, ma. I don't remember the password for your phone. She was like, I'm locked out and I can't get in. I said, ma'am, I don't remember the password for your phone, but I surely remember my first phone number that I had in Philly. And I recited the, the first phone number that I ever had, the house phone number that I ever had in Philly, which I now use... Um, for lots of things in my adult life because it's just stuck in my brain. And she was so bugged out that I remember that number. She was like, I don't even remember that number. I don't remember no Philly number. I said, Mom, you're old. Like, I'm constantly doing things to jog my memory. I I get a kick out of that, you know what I'm saying? Stretching my brain and not muscle. And I said, Mom, you're old. You're not going to remember that. So it's just one of those things where... Yes, your parents and your grandparents and your aunties and uncles, they can give you tips and things and insight. But that marriage thing, that's a whole beast. That's a whole beast. And I'm not the settling type. My mom knows I'm not the settling type. I told her years ago, you might want to forget the fact that I possibly might get married because I don't. <laughs> some days I don't see it. Some days I possibly see it. Some days I'm just like... Let's not speak on it today. You know what I'm saying? Um, But people out there, mm, just because you see someone married on Instagram, just because you see someone four years into their marriage, just because someone is celebrating their um, wedding anniversary, that doesn't give you the real insight on what their marriage is or what marriage will be for you. You got to figure out what it is in the marriage that you want. And I'm a firm believer that if I'm married, there is no cheating. You know what I'm saying? If I'm married, I'm not wasting my energy, my time, and my feelings on cheating. 
if I feel like I want to cheat, I'm not going to be married. Bottom line, straight. So this whole culture now of, yes, I'm married, but I have a side boo and nah. You want to play, which means if you want to play, you're not ready to stay in this marriage, period. Don't be married if you want to play. If we are married, bring all your shit to the table and let's discuss it. Because if you got time and room to give somebody else your effort and your thoughts and your companionship, then there's a hole, there's a void between us that we need to go ahead and fill in with what's needed. And when I tell you it's way better when you could be completely blunt honest with the person you loving on versus having to remember what you told them and what you didn't say and how you said it and when you said it and if it's going to add up. Like, that's exhausting. Why do that? And I'm not going to be out here painting the picture like the grass is greener on the other side with somebody when the grass is not greener on the other side with somebody. I'm not doing that. Who are you doing that for? If you're unhappy, figure out why you're unhappy. Most people have an unhappiness in life because they're unhappy with themselves because they're frustrated on telling the truth and not telling the truth. Living in the truth and not living in the truth. You have one life, so who are you faking it for? Bottom line, the end of my story is, if you gotta fake it, don't take it. If you ain't into it, don't do it. If it ain't for you, let the shit go. If it if it if shit didn't work with an ex or a past relationship, shit wasn't supposed to work. If if things are not meshing right. It's not supposed to mesh. Stop bringing yourself back to their good things when their bad things are things that you're not willing to compromise on. Or when their negative things are not things that you want to work through. If you're not willing to work through it with them, stop lying to them that, oh, this is just a rough patch. Sometimes that rough patch is a whole field of shit. That you about to build a house on. So, I don't know. Just please don't settle. Men are out here settling. Women are out here settling. And kids are being brought up and raised in that that fakeness. And you want your kids to have integrity. You want your kids to be stand-up people when you won't even stand up in your shit. But you ain't hear that from me, though. that's all folks if you enjoyed today's episode cool please feel free to leave a review on apple Podcasts or leave a voicemail on anchor if you did not enjoy today's episode don't worry there's more to come (laughs) bye Mm -hmm.